0: Advocate Majavu, so as we speak this morning, is Mr. Mutsueneng, will he be reporting for work at the SABC this morning or not?
1: Uh, Perhaps before I I answer that question, which I will very short, let me make two preliminary points uh, just for context. Firstly, lawyers do two things. Lawyers give advice which may or may not be accepted. And secondly, they act on clients' instructions. Coming to the question that you put pertinently to me, I have advised him until he is informed to the contrary not to report for duty because I wrote to the SABC's lawyers on his behalf asking for clarity on what it is that they, as his employer, intend to do. This is to safeguard the situation where he may be perceived in some quarters as being contemptuous to the court order but there is nothing in the court order that says he is not or he is no longer an employee of the sadc so to the extent that he remains an employee of the sadc he continues to tender his services and it is for the employer to say no his services are not uh, required or he must stay at home or to give any other guidance but for now Advised him to stay put.
0: So let me let me clarify this. Uh, did Judge Owen Rogers not say that Mr. Mutsuneng is not entitled to occupy any office at the SABC?
1: Subject to there is a caveat that he gave, and I'm glad you asked me that question. Perhaps uh, another thing that I must state, uh, as you rightly said in your intro, until such time that I receive you no know, instructions from him, I am unable to comment meaningfully on where to from here, but I am prepared to interpret for the sake of the public what was said in the judgment. The judge said, until one of two things happens, he is not to occupy a position at the SABC. One, the review of the public protector, which the SABC itself has undertaken, not Mr. Moucherini, is finalized. Alternatively, if he is subjected to a new D.C., and that D.C. exonerates him. So it is not a permanent declaration that he may not occupy any position at the SABC at all. The judge also disagreed with the D.A.'s interpretation that his employment is terminated forthwith. So, to the extent that he remains an employee of the SABC, it is up to the SABC to decide what it wants to do in view of the court order because none of the decisions that have been set aside had anything to do with him other than the fact that he's on the receiving end.
0: So, what will you be advising your client this morning?
1: I'll be a very silly lawyer if I were to discuss (laughs) my advice to a client in public. As you would know, that it is governed by a team client relationship unless he decides, you know, to disclose that, but I can assure you that the advice would be in line with the law, it will also be in line with making sure that all his labor and other constitutional rights are protected. I'm one of those decent fellows, I stick by my clients, I fight all the way, but obviously I have to remain within the ambit of the law. And until I consult with him later today, I'm unfortunately not at liberty to share with you what it is that my advice would be and what the instructions, if any from him would be. But I think it is only fair to say that the way the media has interpreted this judgment is with respect incorrect. The judges were very clear that they are not in agreement with a contention that he is no longer an employee, which is what the DA went to court for. They went to court for a number of crimes which are lost in the media. One, they wanted to have the DC that we conducted in December that exonerated him declared null and void, purely because they said that that D.C. should not have inquired into the merits. It should have inquired only into the appropriate sanction. Why? Because the Constitutional Court in February indicated that the findings and the remedial action of the public protector are binding. So they interpreted it to mean that to the extent that the public protector made factual findings against Mr. Mochini, all that the D.C. had to do was to sanction it, which is to punish it. We contended that we don't have a difficulty going through a million DCs. However, it cannot be a DC only that deals with the sanction because we felt that it would not be in accordance with the law. The court agreed with us. The public protectors, lawyers, distanced themselves in open court with the contention by the DA that the DC that she contemplated was a DC of the sanction only. So to that extent, you know, we have indicated, and we have also indicated from right at the beginning that Mr. Munchoani has no difficulty going to any D.C. that his employer may institute. And that is why he went to the D.C. in December. Rightly or wrongly, it has been said that he must go to another D.C. He's prepared to go to that D.C. We even went so far as agreeing in court on possible retired judges to chair that D.C. again if the courts were to direct, you know, accordingly. the second thing that they went to court for, was to set aside his recent appointment as a group executive of corporate services again that position he did not give to himself it is the employer the sabc that appointed him in that position and i do not think it is proper for us to even enter that debate other than to say let the employer decide what they want to do if the employer is going to abide by the court order so be it if the employer decides they're going to challenge uh, this decision then they must do it and until such time that they do so It would not be wise for Mr. Munchenin to even enter into that fray because it is not really his fight, other than the fact that he is an affected employee. And that is where the issue is at the moment, my sister.
0: So will he be within his rights to return to work this morning?
1: He would be, strictly speaking, because the suspension that is spoken of in the court order is on the understanding that it is a suspension pending the disciplinary proceedings. And if you read that judgment, the judges deal with how those disciplinary proceedings are initiated. They say those disciplinary proceedings are initiated when he receives a charge sheet, which is normal procedure. And they also give the timing that it must not be more than two months. Thirdly, they say it must be independently checked. It must also be uh, independently prosecuted, all of which Mr. Mutsunin does not have a problem with. Now, it is not for him to charge himself. It is for the employer to decide how quickly, how soon they want to charge and assuming that the employer intends to abide by that decision. Now, at the moment, we do not know what the SABC intends doing. And it is on that basis that I wrote to them as alias last night to say, Chaps, what is it that you want to do so that uh, we have to advise our clients accordingly? And, and, and the SABC is yet to respond to me. I know the DA wrote to the SABC giving them a deadline to respond by 5 o'clock yesterday. I am unaware whether or not the SABC has as yet responded to my letter and to the letter of the of, of the DA. Mm. Strictly speaking, you know, uh, this this is one of those things where the, the, the law doesn't necessarily provide you answers. People think that it's as simple as that. But obviously anybody who's affected by this, including Mr. Mouchenny, may appeal if they so wish, if there is merit in in that possibility. So can the SABC, so can the minister. But at the moment, it's still early days, my sister. And I'm very wary to put my foot in it because I don't want to assume that, uh, you know, uh, my my, my, my instructions may be something that is in line with what my advice may be. I prefer to respect Mr. Mochening's right and wait like all lawyers should do, wait for his instructions.
0: But the word until that the judge uses, he says, OK, Mtsuneng is not entitled to occupy any position in the SABC. That is until the public protectors report is set aside or the disciplinary processes against him is concluded. How pivotal is the word until? Because doesn't that imply that until such time that any of these processes that is concluded, he doesn't have any entitlement to any position at the SABC?
1: That, that is one interpretation, but look at it this way. If he, did, he does not have any entitlement, on what possible basis then can it be said that he, he remains an employee who can be subjected to a disciplinary proceeding? Because remember, the right of an employer to discipline an employee is anchored in the contractual relationship. Now, if you interpret that to mean it is uh, terminative of his employment relation with the SABC, then the judges could have said that. The judges did not say that because the DA placed that interpretation before the court to say when the SCA ruled that his appointment as a permanent COO in in, in September was invalid, the DA contended that at that point he ceased to be an employee of the SABC, and the court did not agree with that uh, contention. What the court has not done, and this is where I think he's going with this, the court has not said he ceases to be an employee of the SABC. What the court simply said is that until either the public protectors review report is set aside or until the D.C. exonerates him, you may not give him a title. That is as far as I think the court went. If the court was minded to terminate his relationship, employer employee relationship, the court would have said so, the full bench would have said so, but it did not. And that is precisely what uh, the DA and myself are quibbling about, to say you cannot pick and choose which aspects of the court order you want to go with. The court did not say he is no longer an employee because if the court had said that, there would be no basis on which, and I mean by extension of logic, there would be no basis on which the court would have said discipline your non-employee. The fact of the matter is that the court said he must be subjected to another DC and that presupposes that he is still an employee. The only issue is what hat does he wear. Now, the court said it is an issue for the employer to grapple with because the court would not be in a position to terminate his employment relationship with the SABC, and the court has not done that, and that is the difficulty that we're sitting with. I, I, I think there is merit in the contention or what you are postulating, but unfortunately, as a lawyer protecting a client's rights, I will always do whatever I can to protect my client's bottom line in accordance with the law, within the rule of law. At the moment, I can tell without fear that the judgment, as it reads does not terminate Mr. Mutraining's employer-employment relationship. That is why I am saying to you, it is for the employer itself to decide what it wants to do. There is nothing directed at Mr. Moethening that he must do as a positive act. Contrary to the SADC, the court has directed it to do certain things. And until it does those things or it elects to go on appeal, there is really not much that my clients can do and obviously the advice that I will give will be mindful of making sure that we show utmost respect to the court's decisions, but obviously while reserving its labor law rights.
0: And that was uh, Saudi Mutsuneng's lawyer, advocate Zola Majabu. So uh, as it stands, Mr. Mutsuneng, we don't know what title he occupies, uh, whether he's going to come into work today or not, we don't know. I'm sure people will be on the lookout for that. But as things stand, um, and, and, and we suspected this yesterday, it will be open to a whole lot of legal interpretations on the matter.